2: to the latest Everton fan focus podcast with me Mark Ellis and Mark Finnegan on tonight's show we're going to be looking back at Everton's game against Manchester United at home and the away uh, the recent away trip to Aston Villa amongst other things in what has been another interesting two weeks at Goodison Park Mark so uh, looking back uh, if we can go back two weeks ago we play United at home and fantastic result what was your thoughts on that
3: game? Well <laughs> It feels like we have been through the motions in the past fortnight, hasn't it? Yet again, yeah. since we last spoke, which was to preview the United game, a lot has happened. Um, not all of it negative, thankfully. No. But um, starting with that United game, it was it was a real it was a real spectacle. As, as sad as that might sound, we haven't had many results to shout about this season. But in some ways, it it, it just felt like. I don't know the paramount of our season as good as it's going to get beating a big side like United and, and beating them comfortably really didn't we yeah
2: it was what it was it was like we need our, I said before the game our season needed like a signature moment just to sort of give any hope you know for next season we just had a season a non-entity season didn't we you know the game against an inform United they were, they were, you know we're not just getting results but I think their, their play was improving as well yeah um, I haven't really rolled back the clock 12 months and, and pulled up a great performance against United. It was, you know, it got, again that the possession was overplayed in the media, saying you know United dominated. But it, we did exactly the same last season. We just it was a deliberate tactic for
3: me, wasn't it? That's it. I think we changed, changed our style, and um, Roberto rightly deserved praise for that, and, and he got applauded because we did. We we sort of sacrificed our passing game and control and possession. Um, for a bit more direct and let allowing United to have possession, but obviously Lukaku came back in, into the uh, into the fold, didn't he? Yeah. Which was a boost. Osman returned from injury. The sun was shining, <laughs> and everyone everyone seemed like it was up for a good party. It, could, it was good to see everyone like sort of up for the game. I agree. Um, the game sort
2: of. I you know, it was from the way it go, wasn't it? it we just looked at a different team? I don't know. You know, we go back last week with Villa and, and what what happened there. But against United, it just looked like you know a corner had been turned, didn't it? You know, Everton played with a great intensity from the start. I hate to sound like Roberto, but they did. Yeah, you know, they attacked
3: at pace, didn't they? With pace, it was it was nice um, to keep the the unbeaten run going and, and such emphatic style and. I think with a lot of our home games recently we've took an early lead and uh, it was the case with McCarthy with yeah. his goal and he's been, he's been like a changed man in the past month or so maybe not so much against Aston Villa but he put us in the lead and it was a, it was a deadly counter-attack wasn't it after five minutes and free-flow move that McCarthy finished and he finished well. The finish looked,
2: you know, first of all, I've got to apologise. That's the very game I, I really laid into McCarthy because I couldn't get over how poor he was, called him overrated. It was clearly not meant. Uh, he is a great player is this a, just, is,
3: is this a retraction of your Twitter a com- comments is a it? complete retraction yeah
2: I got I got the most negative response ever on Twitter from you. Him, so. you
3: upset your fan clubs I, didn't you
2: they did you know I lost a few <laughs> lost about 6 followers I think for that one knee no. <laughs> but it was Tulton knee yeah the guy but you know was goal each United I thought it looked simple but it was really fantastically taking goals given De Hayes form as well this season you know he, he
3: finished it well didn't he definitely I mean obviously United were caught napping but I thought the way we broke Coleman, um, yeah, he summed up how he's been playing in recent weeks, really, he got forward at pace, obviously tried to put Lukaku in, it did fall kindly to McCarthy, but, you know, it wasn't just a, a simple tap-in or anything like that, far from it, he had to get past two defenders and beat the keeper, which he did, and it was a great the start that we all wanted, and I think after that, if, if there was only one way the game was going to go, really, even, even if United did have possession and hold of the ball for long periods, yeah, I, you'd always felt that Everton weren't going to sit back and defend the one nil already. No, we, we gave each sort of cold spring impression, didn't we? You know, we
2: we did it last year, and United simply didn't learn. Did they? You know, we just waited and waited and waited. To let them have all the ball they could uh, They they could have, and we just sort of attacked. Well, you know, we never sort of sat back, did we? You know, we did sit back, obviously, but
3: it, it was always with the dormant intensity to go at, to go at them again. That's it, and I think after taking the early lead, United did come back. Obviously, there was that Fellaini chance, wasn't there? Yeah. If that, if that goes any yeah, if that goes in, the, the game, um, the games itself could pan out differently. But as it was, he fluffed it, and we all thought, "Hang on, this could be our day." And thankfully. It did turn out to be our day. We kept going. I think we deserve praise for that. But it was after, I think it was half an hour or 35 minutes, we got our second. And again, it was a, a fast attack from Everton Yeah. Coleman involved again. But what a ball from Aaron Lennon. I don't know if you remember it, Mark, because it was two weeks ago now. <laughs> <laughs> it was that turn where he, he was in his own half. I yeah. think he was in his own half. And he just, it was a defence cutting ball out to the right. And then Coleman, obviously. Uh, he won the corner from that. That's right. Yeah. That's Sorry, right. I've confused you there yeah, by saying totally. that.
2: I thought it was a three-fold attack. I'm sure he scored from no, I that's know was the build up. The, the build, build up, up was magnificent. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. And uh, Lennon again. You know how impressive has he been since he signed? I think to me, you know, it wouldn't. It sounds ridiculous. I think Stones and McCarthy will will be running in runners for Player of the Season, but I think we've been that poor. I think Lennon could be right up there in contention. He's
3: been his attitude has been first class put it this way if it, the season was an, another couple of months into June or July there'd be no question that oh, I yeah. Lennon probably get it but he was the one who was involved in setting it up and then it was successive successive corners yeah. I think it was three wasn't three it three corners Yeah. and it uh, was John Stones got off the mark for the Blues didn't he and it was great to see Baines put in a
2: couple of really good deliveries as well they were all testing they were all probing and yeah Stones. like Garbutt-esque Garbutt-esque corners, es- yeah. yeah and yeah Hinchcliffe-esque as well Um it was great, you know, stoned. Have you ever seen a goal more gleefully celebrated than that? It was I brilliant to see. You could see what it meant. It's it sort of how how any one of us would react if we scored the good city against United. It was, you know, there's a guy with all the talent in the world. OK, he's young, and you know, and he has got uh, stuff to learn and all that. But, you know, he could be a future
3: England Devon captain for sure, couldn't he? It's like, it's like that sort just... of... Feeling when you get when you, it comes to five o'clock on a Friday and you know you've got twenty cans of lager in the fridge <laughs> and your bird has got steak on the go. It's like you walk out and you think you're on top of the world. But there was some there was there were some great pictures of a of Stones yeah. celebrating and the night. And you could tell he's a he's a well liked lad at the club as yeah. well. Um, but we're going gonna come back to John Stones later because we. We could probably talk all night about him, couldn't we? Yeah, but to be said about the goal,
2: terrific, towering, had heather. I mean, oh yeah, you know, he done well, didn't it? Could have uh, blazed that over, or, or flicked, they
3: just flicked it on, but he aimed the goal, and I think Young couldn't stop it on the line, could he? You know, that obviously. was it, and in the back of the net, and yeah. great time to score again, and obviously uh, 10 minutes before the break we found ourselves 2-0 up, but it wasn't like it was just, you know... We we did soak up a bit of pressure and possession, but I thought we were good for the two 0 Yeah, it's not like we we just hit them on the counter. and It was against the run of play. I I thought we were all right for the two 0 at half time I agree. We went under any sort of um, sort of heavy amount of pressure from United. Where
2: we you know they probed. but for me it was you know for taking. I wanted to have a word on Rooney's performance. You know, I just think that guy does not try against Evan Goodson part I've seen it. You know, I've seen him score I've seen good some par but he. This, his whole body language, his demeanour, it's like, yeah, he, he, it sounds bad, because he
3: quite clearly does try for United, but I think something gets in the way when he plays Everton good some bar. Definitely, oh, we've you know. seen him be the the outstanding performer for United over recent yeah. years, you know, even th- through the, the time when Moyes was there. Rooney's the type of player, he's that talented, and he, he will graft all day for you, but yeah. against Everton, I agree, he was lacklustre, wasn't he? he didn't look that And no. even if he thought... He, he knew he was up for a battle with Jack Yelker who is apparently his mate yeah and uh, Stones who you know is just in a class of his own now so yeah I completely agree but there was others wasn't there Fellaini look at he got he yeah
2: got, I think the, the occasion got to Fellaini as well I think he was you know you know. let's Fellaini's done well he had a really bad season last year and he, he was a bit of a clown wasn't he for United as well and he, so he's wanting to prove a point against his old club as you would but uh, I just thought the occasion so he was like um, Coney and um, away at, which, Swansea. at Swansea he was that kind of loose cannon wasn't he he just
3: looked like he was going to get sent off well he got the early booking and then Van Gaal took him off at the break yeah. didn't he and I think a lot of us were probably um, not happy to see him go off but unsurprised really because he's he been United's the, best player I exactly. keep the last month yeah. Falcao came on but um, we made changes of our own in the second half it was much of, the, much of the same wasn't it United saw a lot of the ball they huffed and they puffed um, yeah. Falcao did come on and I had a goal They allowed a few, a few half chances here and there, but there was nothing major, was there? I mean, we made a change. I think it was 60-odd 60, 60 minutes yeah. when Alice came on for Osman, who looked absolutely knackered, but he just returned from injury. I yeah, mean. and he played a
2: pivotal role in, in getting us the 2-0, hadn't he? You know, he, he calmed us down and got us playing as well, you know. Definitely. But that's the only thing I ever say when I see Osman play for Everton. but he has, you know, he has been a key asset for us the last few weeks. Um, but when Alice came on... Um, And and instantly looked up for it, didn't
3: he? He did, did, uh, he did. It was a bit of a luck, really, with the Barclays ball over. It was obviously trying to put Lukaku in. This I think it was five minutes after Mariala came on. Uh, But Mariala's credit to him, he carried on going, didn't he? And uh, you'd always fancy him in them one-on-one situations, don't you? He's he's
2: clinical in that. It was a classic Gladys Street goal that was like the way you know. There was just everything you'd want. You know, he went clean through. He gave the goalie the eyes and stuck it in the other corner. You know, there's yeah. a proper confident finish from, you know, a guy, you know, let's not, been banging on about Menalas for most of the season, that actually but 11 goals is an excellent return for someone who's had so many
3: injuries and dips in form, and, you know, it's, he's done well really on the goal it's return, hasn't he? Definitely. I mean, I've I've openly criticised him, and I, 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 I won't change my views that I do think he, he will go on. Yeah, and I his heart's not in it, but we all know that the quality is there. Um, I'm not saying I'd like to see him leave Everton but I just think it's inevitable that he will but he's, he's definitely quality in front of goal and it seems like he, he misses a couple of games he starts a couple of games and then he comes off the bench for 20 minutes yeah. and there's never like a, a level of consistency with him I don't think I've ever seen him finish a game either Mark it's like no. I don't know what to well, I
2: don't know what to do he doesn't ever seem to be fit 100% fit does he so he's
3: always Taking precautions, or like you say, starting on the bench. Yeah, frustrating really, but yeah. he, he, he took his goal well. United obviously fell asleep for that, and that was game set and match really. And to be honest, Morales could have made it forward with that sting and effort just moments later. Great effort
2: that was going right into the posted stamp, wasn't it? And De Gea showed us why he's, why he's one of the best keepers in
3: the league and got to it. you're really right. But apart from that, there was a monster shout about to be honest, in terms of a United comeback. I think Chris Small and had it flashed ahead header, and that was saved. Um, yeah, to Stones Jagielka Coleman Baines and Howard they were all solid all afternoon long yeah. no, weren't they? I thought it was Howard's best performance of the season to be honest he, he yeah. didn't have me he normally has
2: me in a sort of Paul Gerard state of, of panic when he's playing but there's No, he looked composed, you know, picked up on his recent form and he delivered, I think, the most solid performance he has this season Mm -hmm. against United, which is never a bad thing. And what about Gareth Barry too? It was an absolute masterclass, I thought, for him and McCarthy. Him and McCarthy were fantastic. Yeah, given, I think, him and McCarthy, and I like to say Lennon again, because I just think he has such an influence on us going forward. Definitely. And going back as well. His chasing back is, you know, it sounds negative, but he's he's incredible at that
3: as well. Definitely, and it it was, you know, I walked out of, walked out of the grounds and came away and there was a few United fans having a bit of a dig, saying, Oh, how many league titles and how many European Cups and all this, a few kids, but really it was Everton having the last laugh. We'd embarrassed United. And yeah, yeah we're, we're nowhere near them in the league, but it did it felt like it was it was good to have a, a sort of spring in your step coming away and we'd reached the heady heights of the top ten as well. <laughs> At least for a week. <laughs> the first page on on the case on the on the yeah, on, well, the, on the league table. Well, that's it, I mean, so how, how long, <laughs> so, so how long have you looked at the league table and you've had to wait for the second page to load up? I've probably just took the
2: sort of fingers away from my eyes when that table comes up, but you don't know, know, want until May to get there. So I think West Ham
3: were, were having the season of the lives. West Ham were, were in the league about after the 10 games, they, you know? They were having the season of the lives and now we're in three points of them. And I know... It's sounds ridiculous, I do find it crazy that we're that close. I think we're above West Ham. No, no, um, I know they, the weekend, the they weekend, won the other weekend, so... Sorry. Yeah. if we recorded this a week ago we would have been even more optimistic United past tense not Villa not yeah. past tense but obviously <laughs> with the with the Everton good comes the the Everton bad we have to concentrate on the Aston Villa game as well yeah Um <laughs> the smile's just wiped right off my face from yeah. the United game but the, this is it the highs and lows that we're talking yeah. about here. it probably sums up the season doesn't it it
2: does how can a team Who's just been United 3-0 A team full of confidence Like United That would have given Most teams A massive shot in the arm And yet we turn up at Villa I don't know what he's doing With the team again You know he's changing the sides But we looked Unbelievably shown of confidence We looked like We did at Stoke Arguably I mean I don't know what goes on In that training round All week Mark
3: We I look like, like a, We look like a quiver and wreck And, and yeah. to me Echoes of What Newcastle are going through now you I agree know, yeah Devoid of all confidence Devoid of all leadership and no creativity, no sort of um, ambition or positivity. We of scared stiff, to be honest. And we did, especially in that first half. Yeah, Roberto can say what he wants about that second half, but that first half, I thought, what am I watching here? The he first went, half was so bad, anything in the second half would have been better. You know? yeah. I mean, it's easy for us to say now, Mark, but when you saw the team, Osman and Barkley, dropped to the bench, in right. hindsight, we all say why why change a winning winning side? But yeah, I to me I think he's just uh, he was just pleasing Naismith because Naismith hasn't been getting a game and no. he's been a regular this season overall and yeah he, he's become more of a favourite Naismith but to me the wrong time to just put him back in when Barkley he's starting to enjoy his football yeah. again and he's been at such a precarious state of confidence all season
2: long and you're right he has just he should he looked much more at it didn't he you know than you know why? Why on earth would you want to substitute? You know, risk a player like Barkley's confidence with the talent he has to, to. You know, with respect to Naismith, he's not as talented as Barkley. Why? You know, I just thought Naismith hasn't played the last few weeks. on look at the results. But, you, you, but you could tell though. You could
3: tell. Yes, yeah. because he was woeful, absolutely it, woeful. he wasn't the only one. Lost. It didn't defy logic putting him back in, didn't In that position. I, I completely understand Naismith. Uh, sorry, Osmond played out left didn't he, against United, so mix it up a bit there. Um, yeah, but to to make to make the, to leave Osman and Barkley out of the side, I think after such a a great win, yeah, why not try? The, all the players are in the Echo and on the web, Everton website saying, "Oh, we want a unbeaten running or you know, rec, maximum points haul from from what we've got." Well, that's gone out the window because we're just being beaten. Not that, even though the scoreline yeah. suggests differently, we were beaten comfortably well, by Villa. Definitely, one Twitter comment I made, which I won't
2: apologise for, was um, I thought Everton. The way they approached that first half, we were clearly safe, you know. After last week's United result and all that, I thought they had an absolute cheek turning up the way they did in that first half. They clearly, but, you know, thought the season was over. Given what what has come before this season, the sort of you know, the horrendous season we've had in the league, uh, the least Everton oldest was I know it sounds like you know presumptuous, but was, was a strong end to the season. They had no right taking the foot off the pedal there because that's
3: like doing half a job and sitting back and admiring it. You know, complete, I, just, I, I couldn't believe it. The, the complete opposite to when we visited Villa Park 12 months ago and beat them 2-0, yeah. Lukaku and Osman well, scored. I I remember thinking, this is a great team we've got here, you know, and we didn't play well on that day, but we looked, you know, Villa win, yeah. And, I, yeah. I thought we were a bit like Liverpool, really, in the, the semi-final, Villa, like, you know, Villa deserved that victory and they deserve to beat us. and they yeah. have improved under Sherwood, let's be honest. They probably deserved more out of the Manchester City game when he got beat three yeah, two the week before. They played with
2: I hate saying because it it's a Rogers way, but they do play with amazing intensity, don't they? You know, Delph I thought was was was, was marvellous. I thought he was a great player. Delph I, a, I hate praising opposition players, but you've got to give credit. Delph and thought Ben Serky against
3: Stones was men against the Boys. Well I, I commented in the game and I thought, you know what? Uh, Fabian, someone like Fabian Delph you know, to fill Gareth Barry's boots, it'd be brilliant. Like, he won't come cheap, and there'll be other clubs sniffing around him. But yeah. it looks like we're going to get his midfield compatriot, Tom Cleverly. But he, to be honest, he had a good game. Ben yeah. had a good game anyway, to the goals mark. Delph yeah. was involved in the first, and it was just probably uh, epitomised our display in the first 45. Ball over, decent ball over, but he beats two men. Baines, yeah, Baines yeah. was looking the other way. Yeah. balls in the back of the net. Howard never makes a save anyway, does he? That's really, us be honest. He doesn't look best when he stood rooted there to the spot. And they 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 were rightly one 0 in front, but it, it wasn't just a case of um, a caginess about the game, and they sort of got the got themselves ahead. You could feel the goal coming. I thought, yeah, Villa wanted the wanted the game more, wanted the ball more. Yeah, um, Everton just looked half asleep and soon after that there was a chance with Ron Vlar as well and he, that was a sitter wasn't yeah, it I mean ridiculous. you were, you were Aston Villa, Mark. Yeah. what were the fans like when would you just put a tear sitting, in their air? I was off? just sitting in the main stand in the L stand
2: and the, the atmosphere was was, was where, I, where I was sitting obviously can't speak for everyone was absolute rage at what was going on there was, you know the players might have been on the noughties but the fans weren't and you know that, there was a total disconnection between what was going on on the pitch and what was happening in the stand from where I was sitting, uh, it was anger. It was just we, we seemed incapable of passing the ball five yards. Yeah. We did, I don't think we strung two passes together all all first half. Which you know, I go back to it. What is he doing on that on the training ground for that to happen against beating United three 0 Where we look, you know, a million dollars. Um, against Villa we just looked scared I don't know we just, they just outdone us with,
3: with uh, intensity it's a cliche but it felt like men against boys and totally that yeah. Vlaar chance was a sitter that's the be, be. being 2-0 yeah. um, as the game went on it, uh, you could feel a second goal coming and that Grealish threw a corner in didn't he just before yeah, yeah. the break and Benteke got a second and deservedly so to be honest but a, an excellent time to score the wins were on truly out of our yeah. sails but at not of time, Mark, I, I read the statistics. Well, I never read them. I saw, saw the game anyway. Yeah. Um, and there was not even a, a passage of play to get excited about. Never mind an attempt on goal. No. I think I remember once Seamus Coleman going down the right and putting
2: the ball across that, that nobody could get on the end of. I think that was about it. Yeah. There was, like you say, there, was even, there wasn't even a reaction to going 1-0 down. No. There was not. And I just don't think the system... And I'm not, I'm not like, making excuses, but I just, I just don't think... Naismith worked in there. We had no. no presence in the midfield.
3: No, I, 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 I
2: didn't. that McCarthy, you know, let's have it right.
3: Did have his probably his worst game for that. McCarthy had a shocker. Barry, yeah. Barry wasn't much better. Um, across the team, we we ba- Barry we single passes together.
2: You know, so passes? Barry done crosses. Is you know like he was helping his old mates out rather than, you know, than yeah. the, the team he was playing. Yeah, I just I've mm. never seen so many uh, must have words um, reckless
3: passes in all my life across the, <laughs> the sort of. You know the middle of the park there, where Villa intercepted, and it, it's it's right through the team. To be honest, Lukaku to me, he's coming back from injury, but he's not fit enough. Yeah, it was just he didn't even look likely to get anywhere near the ball in the first forty-five. He it was so frustrated. second half, I thought Lukaku. Yeah, yeah, much, yeah. He, he did improve, but overall, think like, yeah, yeah, we did right. improve, but like the t- the, we just had a bit more about us. I mean, we got ourselves back into it. Um, mm-hmm. With Naismith, didn't we get with that? The penalty decision—it um, was a penalty. Yeah, and Lukaku put it away, uh, but the, the manner in which he took the penalty—I don't know. Shea Givens didn't save it, to be honest. I think
2: Shay Given could have gone the wrong way, got up and saved it again. You yeah. know, it was it, that penalty had my nails gone, I he rolled it wide. The Villa fans are already, as you can imagine, laughing for what what we're doing. And you know, if he'd have missed that, but um, yeah, look, that what is going on with the penalty situation? Well, we've talked about talk, this time you know, and time again, but, but no... You know,
3: it seems to be rearing its head every week now. Uh, you know, this was a different lad on, it, on the penalties all the time. And Roberto, in his last interview, did say Rom is the penalty taker, but we've got—he's a specialist. He's a specialist. I think Lukaku's Car- doing it under duress. To be honest with you, I don't think he wants to take the penalty. Is he just doing it to get the goal tally up? I <laughs> Baines, for me, over the years. I know he hasn't had his best season but he's always chipped in with the assists, yeah. with the goals and with the penalties you and can, yeah. having the record he does, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like, it's changing it, trying to be, almost trying to be cool or trying to, we've got, with it's in like Lukaku's contract. Yeah. To like to you make me the penalty taker yeah. Are going to make he he look, look like you next You know, I don't, yeah. It's, it's a strange one, isn't it? but it's, it's one we've talked about time and time again this season. But just, I don't think Baines's record warrants him getting
2: dropped from the penalty spot. You know, from penalty duties, um, he scored. He's only missed uh, one at Old Trafford. I thought it was a poor penalty, but you know, um, I've seen uh,
3: Tony Cotty take unseen penalties for he missed uh, an absolute load. It's just changing. So, it's, it's just changing. It just for I don't know. It's it's questionable. But as you said, it seems to be a, a discussion now every other week. Um That yeah. we have spoken about the Morales incidents, obviously Ross Barkley it's like where's the consistency but anyway yeah. he, he put that away um, we thought maybe there's a bit of a lifeline um, did you feel like that when you were sitting there Mark or to be honest
2: it was a lifeline as much as that it was 2-1 but there was just no conviction about the way we were playing you know it was just <coughs> we did look better we did you know we couldn't have looked much worse to be honest with you but I always felt Villa could go up another gear if they needed to and, and he did I know that sounds negative and I, to be honest, when it got to 2-1 everyone wants you know Everton to press on and you know you win the off-throwing and fans start getting behind the team and we want you know we have got the quality to air teams which is why you know you kind of expect to come back half the time but we just didn't look at it from, from day one from, from moment one against Philadelphia, they always and like you say their
3: goal was, was typical of how we were playing and how they were playing it was inevitable okay. and uh, that man Tom cleverly obviously yeah it was, a good it was a good finish, um but I just felt the were, as you said from the off we we didn't look we 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 couldn't match fella at any yeah. uh, any any position across the team. But like
2: a fella if given an analogy, a fella looking at his wife's dress and saying it's lovely, but then really not, not that not that didn't seeing it, put it
3: all yeah Yeah <laughs> <laughs> You that and your analogies <laughs> um obviously cleverly scored Yeah. um up at the other end, we couldn't really muster anything special. We, uh, overall, our performance levels did improve, but yeah. as you said, it couldn't get any worse than the, the opening 45 minutes. Uh, ironically, Barkley and Osman, the two players who were dropped, were then thrown on with 15 minutes to go. It's not a, not a long time to to have a, a real effect, is it? I totally
2: agree. Uh, you know, I hate it when managers let goals sway their decisions. Everton still weren't playing well enough, despite the penalty. Uh, goal. I think them subs should have come ten minutes earlier. And I know, like you know, we've got you know that's typical what football fans say, and it's just moment with the manager. But you know, we were playing that badly. We needed um, something else coming off the bench. I just don't think we, you know, Martinez. Far too noise like in his, you know where, where's the brave Martinez of last season who who wouldn't have waited that long, you know.
3: Well, cleverly scored on sixty-four yeah. minutes mark. Yeah. 64 so minutes. You know, it's still a long time why is know. it taking 11 minutes to get your two lads on Back, after that You yeah. get them on straight away get so, them on and to
2: be honest we looked a lot better Barkley I thought you know played, played a few lovely yeah. passes down the right well um, Osman in got place.
3: involved as soon as he came on I remember down the left down on the left, side, left. yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately we, we couldn't get a second goal with enough time to go and no. Jaggioka did score um, I was amazed he never gave a, free, uh, a foul on
2: given for that. Or no. it was just weird. The ball just went up about ten thousand feet into the air, and uh, yeah, it's, it was you know Chaggy only just nodded it in. But I was utterly amazed that the ref. I'm not saying it was a foul, but they nearly always give a foul in them, especially when the keepers
3: involved. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Chaggy up at him um, increased his goal tally, which is probably his best, isn't Sixth, it? Sixth, I think. Yeah, um, fair play to him for yeah. that. But up at the other mm-hmm. end, we we just we'd forgot. Across the team, we'd forgotten uh, that the Man United game was well and truly uh, put to bed, wasn't it? It, yeah. was, it was like the two, the two Everton's that we've that we've come to know in this, this season. season, nothing ever one hundred percent
2: positive. We've always got a round off, you know, a happy day with you know. And when when I always think this when when we're bad, and I'm not, I don't want to make this negative. I don't think there's anybody in the league that the plays as bad as we do when we're off it. Yeah. You know, I think even barely, you know. I I just i probably that's an editorial you know me seeing it through frustrated eyes but it's like
3: you know when we stink we we really stink the place out we do and Martin and as I saying, we suffered a hangover from the United game no if anything if you beat Manchester United three nil that should spare you, you know never yeah. mind a hangover you should be well a hangover world. is the five
2: two defeat at Kiev that's a hangover no yeah.
3: not a three nil home that I, I think you know but again. You could you could sit here and, and talk for days about some of the stuff Roberto's come out with this season and yeah. scratch your head, and it looks like he's been scratching his head because he's. He's ended up looking like you, Mark. got my hair left. <laughs> I think it's been a collective hair
2: loss effort from, yeah. from management to fans. It's, it's incredible, actually, that picture, Your hair's is
3: grown, though. So I'm, my I'm hair's start, grown, I'm yeah. starting to think you don't care. My, my, my hair's grown, and I'm drinking cups of tea and, and not being on the podcast for once. I'm a changed man. I've uh, become religious or something, I don't know. It's, um, it's incredible when you see the pictures of him, though. I mean, I don't know whether that's through choice, but... He's almost become like a scouser, hasn't he? And, and a, morphed into a scouser within. Yeah, you're right. He does look. He looks like he was born in Bootle, to be honest. No, and I, I'm, you know, I'm not saying that about Bootle, but I, I know a lot of people. He owns from, a tapas bar by I think, Strand.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's not a slight on Bootle people, thing, but he just looks it like. It is. It's a Funny man on Bootle. He's uh, no. He just looks like. Uh, yeah, a lot who you see. Um, asking for money asking for money on the
3: side that they always get me but you know uh, whereas where Mo- Moise has gone the other way Moise is, Moise's his is ginger's gone blonde. Yeah. he on the page of the gingers. Armani commercials and no, that's the way he's <laughs>
2: looking <ones>.
3: oh,
2: <laughs> I think uh, we were all laughing at Moise last season weren't me we aged 400 years and now I think I do honestly think there is a bit of karma going on here with the way we sort of had an absolute ball last season with, with Martinez and Everton School of Science and United were having such a poor time Moyes. You know, grass isn't always greener. I just think um, a little bit of karma's come into play this exactly. season because it does feel like something else is
3: going on. Well, 12 months ago he looked like that Grim Reaper Moyes, didn't he? A good so far. Fast forward twelve months, you've got Roberto with a, a grey, baldy oh. head, looking a bit rough around the edges. Just, just wonder if that Liam Reaper's was put to see for the Tottenham game, don't they? you? You know, know. If, <laughs> I, I wouldn't go that far. I don't know after that Stoke game. Jeez, yeah. It all comes back to that Stoke game for me. I it remember does. the feeling amongst the fans, and I just hope that's not um, something we're going to go through next season. No, I, obviously I agree. I think the past week as an Evertonian sums it up. Yeah. Not just this season, but in life in general, really. How, You're totally how high, like, but yeah. They, they sort of they have to knock you back down, don't they? <laughs> like, my missus has, I think, been calling me
2: pathetic since August, the way I've been carrying on. And it's like, you know, when are you going to, you know, after time, you think, well, just what am I in it for? Heaven, and just, you know, when you lose like that against Villa, it just felt like a five-not defeat, didn't it? It didn't feel 3-2. It didn't feel, I just thought we'd just got absolutely. Yeah,
3: That's just meaningless, isn't it? By the time it over had scored, I didn't even bat an eyelid, you know what I mean? <laughs> it almost be, be, was an irritant, because you knew, yeah. it was like, you knew
2: there was no time left to get a So The game was lost as soon as we kicked off on Saturday, Mark. It was, I thought, yeah. I mind. wish they'd told ten. everyone that before paying 41 quid to, t- to get in. Yeah. <laughs>
3: you have to drown yourselves after it, I eh, fella. Not half. <laughs> 100 <laughs> quid down. That, that was death. we obviously slipped down to 11th in the league yeah. table. Back to our comfort comfort zone <laughs> at the second page. <laughs> <laughs> the best of the rest, as we call the it. The best
2: at the second page now. So
3: yeah, yeah we're, we're getting there. Don't get me wrong. Couple, of, we've still got a few games to go. and yeah. If you, it's a big if, but if you beat Sunderland at the weekend and West Ham get beat, you go above them on goal difference. So you're back up to tenth. And I mean, obviously, we're not going to finish eighth. But I think tenth you know, and 9th is I far more we'll respectable. Do you to think?
2: Honest, I get the feeling we'll. I think we'll beat uh, Burnley uh, sorry, Burnley, we've already beaten Burnley, that's three points. Sunderland. I think we'll beat Sunderland and Tottenham. Yeah. And, and I can't see as West Ham are, are on their oddities as well, aren't they? Yeah, so I can have possibly see seven points from that. Yeah.
3: Then it should know. be enough to, to sort of, you know, turn the page, get us on that first one. See Sunderland will beat Southampton, but you, they don't tend to do it and away from home is where they beat us now. So <laughs> they beat us one the last. Yeah. Season. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, I I think it's much of a muchness now, isn't it? It's not people. People just want it to be over, and I've I've sort of. I agree. I felt although I didn't feel like that after the United game, obviously. But this this Monday going to work was ten times. Sorry, today going to work was a million miles away from what I felt last Monday. Yeah, I even wanted to do a match report after the United game. It's been about three months, but well, that's my match report. I didn't do one after the
2: Villa game. I just I just thought. For you know, if you want, if you want an opinion on it, just read the
3: other defeats that we've had, and I could say the same thing. You know, exactly. I just feel like you're just repeating yourself all over again. It's why, isn't it? Why, why, why change the team? Why do we look so lifeless? Why yeah. do we look so jaded, so scared? Um, yeah, you know, it's just because it's, it's the same group of players. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, I just don't know. Just uh, like you
2: say, there's an underlying thing that's gone on all season, hasn't it? You know. You know, I guess we'll never find out, but one thing, we, we cannot repeat what's been going on this season, next season, so, for me, the hard work starts now, summer, the, the season's like, it's like a fly, full swatting around your
3: tee, you're trying to get rid of it, it's like, you know, it's... You and your like, analogies I know, again. I
2: know, I've been reading books. And I was going to
3: say, like, a horse in a race, that's just like, <laughs> it's just, it's just it's, I it's fell over eight it, times. You know, and the horse has up pulled up at the back, and yeah. now you're just waiting for the race to finish. it yeah. got back up, and... and you just can't wait for it all to be over, but I've felt like that since December. Yeah, um, it's just not been no. Even even when we spoke in January and February, Mark we still had Europe to sort of cling we on did. to, didn't we? But <laughs> <laughs> the sense of indifference since the Kiev game Mark has never hasn't left me. Yeah.
2: You know, we've obviously had to do a job in the league, and it was great that we picked up ten points. And then Sunday, uh, last last Saturday, evening, Villa just sent me right back down that yeah. path. You know, I'm trying to be positive, but now I'm afraid it's been ranting, mostly gone Twitter this week.
3: <laughs> You've been recruiting, haven't <laughs> you? Ranting and recruiting, yeah. For something. Well, we won't go there tonight. Because <laughs> um, otherwise, it would be dawn by the time we finished. But <laughs> we've um, got work. Yeah, I think definitely we're, we're in agreement there yeah. about the United game. Such a positive note. Uh, the Villa game come crashing back down to earth with a bang. Yes, definitely. Um, but... Rather than do, uh, finishing on it, such like a negative, which we have done time and time again. <laughs> this season, it's been un- impossible not to really. Yeah. I wanted to uh, just get your thoughts on John Stones, Mark, and he didn't have the best of times against Aston Villa, but no. uh, he scored against United, and it's relevant to talk about him. I don't know if you saw the, the interview you give to Sky Sports, have you seen that? I didn't, to be honest, Mark, no. no. As, uh, there's an interview that uh, it was on Twitter before, actually, it's yeah. 25 minutes long, so have a little look after you've on your I way, way on later yeah. or whatever. It um, Just comes across such a grounded lad, um, well-mannered, yeah. well-liked, you know, he, he's very... You can tell he's very humble and he's he's not going to let it go to his head. And I think the likes of Ross Barkley is probably similar to that as well, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and then p- you can lean off each other quite a lot, can't he? You, you know. Definitely. There's no there's no sort of ego involved, and um, just watch it, Mark, and you'll be able to comment a bit more. But I've heard John Stones interviews in the past, and you're absolutely right. There's nothing
2: egotistical about the guy. Is that you know he's there. You like that. You know that you, you you see down on the streets and all that. He's just. Mm-hmm. Um, Dance with like you say, you
3: know he doesn't give the idea he's getting away, he's getting ahead of himself at all. No, and uh, but on the pitch matters on the pitch, Mark. I mean, obviously, yeah. he's being described as like a, a Beckenbauer by some, a Rolls Royce defender. You know, could be the best centre half coming out of England for thirty years. I, to yeah. me, to me, it just it worries me. It worries me because the inevitable vultures will circle, and the mirror yeah. will be having a field day with him this summer, but. it's just it's been brilliant to watch even against United when we we weren't seeing much of the ball it was almost like Howard was told to release it to stones every time because it was like he's got to have X amount of touches of the ball because he's just willing to take it I think yeah one, he can take it from one end of the pitch to the other, can he? And know? he can stride out with it. He can, he can pick a pass. He just always seems willing. But positionally as well, his his, his reading of the game, yeah, to me is it's, it's just such a raw talent, a raw defensive talent that you don't get. You only get once in a while. He's a natural it, defender who, who loves defending, doesn't he? You can tell that, you know. It's like
2: like you say. If you watch, I watched him against United, and I only watched him how his position was and his movement and like you say his reading of the game and, and his awareness of, of where the danger is is, is, is really unbelievable for a lot of his age you know like I, I think when I first saw him and seen him play consistently in, you know in his first uh, his first season for Everton, he is you can see why people compare him to Bobby Moore he's got that natural grace about him on the ball hasn't he you know yeah. he brings it out he's, he's a wonderful player it's a real. Really fault I'm not going to you know go to town on him over Ben he, he who's he was having a great end to the season uh, loading it over him on Saturday but John Stones has been
3: easily one of our best players yeah, and he has don't get me wrong he's made mistakes earlier in the season yeah. and maybe last season at times he, uh, he was caught out once or twice but as as Roberto said it's been a real learning curve for John Stones yeah. Yeah, you can't be critical of him that's why when people are quick to jump on Ross Barkley's back yeah, it's it's difficult really because with John Stones he's expected to defend. Yeah, like, he's got a goal, but he's never really had an opportunity to score another goal. with Jack Grealish is in all around, isn't he? Yeah, like right. this, Danny never really nipped him with a goal. He's 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 required to defend, and that's what you'd expect. Whereas people expect a lot more from Ross Barkley, yeah. and yeah, he is. You know, he's a, a creative midfielder, a number ten, and people want to see him with assists and goals and things, but for a young lad to be at the forefront of a struggling side. Yeah. It's been unwarranted some of the criticism this season. So I think those two they really make make me feel proud to have them, but yeah the inevitable modern day football thoughts begin to circle and as I said about the Vultures. I, I think it'd be interesting a real test of Everton's resolve to hold on to those two players in the next yeah, yeah, eighteen months to two years. I mean, I wasn't. I was worried with Roberto saying, you know, they're not.
2: It's not the be all and end all of our future. To the, you know, that had me greatly worried. To be honest with you, because those are exactly the players, along with Lukaku. I've said before the them three, um, you know, Stones, Barkley, Lukaku. I don't think there's a better youth spine than that in the country. I think I think most teams from the top four down would give the right arm for for a, a core of youth players like that to build a team around. Um, you know, wonderful talents if we can get them right, but it's like, you know, all we've ever heard is talk of dismantling them, not building around.
3: That's it. You no, know, it's it's disheartening all the time, isn't it? And that's it, and we, obviously, with people pay the money and they want to go and see these, these lads coming through. Yeah. A lot of people are banging on about Luke Garbutt as well because they know the talent's there, they want to see him yeah. get involved. Obviously, that's a mystery in itself, what's going on there. Um, we'll come to Luke Garbutt.
1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host.
3: Yeah, as well. But they're the players you want to see. They give you that little bit of hope. That hope that Evertonians haven't really had. And obviously Wayne Rooney came through Franny Jeffers, Michael Ball. But they've all gone. Yeah, Not all of them have gone on to great things, unfortunately, and we wanted them to be at Everton, and yeah. you know the, the others like your Hibberts and your Osmonds, they have stayed around for years, and they'll give yeah. you heart and they'll give you soul, but they haven't got the talent that the likes so of your Rooney's, your Barclays, your John, John Stones have got. It's the raw talent ones that tend to sort of do one, isn't it? You know, and let leave us. Yeah. So I, I think it's a real test of resolve, but I, I, the fans definitely do pay. You know, don't get me wrong. I'll pay me money to go and see John Stones over the years. That's yeah. what I want. I don't want to turn up and see another Alcaraz. A foreign defender brought in. No. You you just, you know, the tenner penny. I've seen many come and go as a midfielders. Not just having a go at foreign players, but in terms of what we've got now, we need to be building around them. But it's it's a big if for the summer
2: ahead. They're three dynamic players, aren't they? You know, we're not talking about run of the mill, you know, defensive midfield player and a steady defender like we would talk about, say, the likes of Onsworth in the day and all that. These are these are players would start with sort of an X factor about them, aren't they? You know we're talking you know, our United's maybe class of ninety two, that level of of class for for players that age. I know Barclay hasn't shown it this season. He's certainly got it. You know, we should you know, should like you say, those are your hope because, you know, let's face it, it's not gonna come through the transfer market. It's gonna come from youth players who who are developed and we have to keep all to them three. Better minimum on this summer, or plucking them like we did John Stones and Bree yeah, England, like yeah. yeah. I mean, fair play to Barsley, who you, you know done a great job with him before, but we got our hands on him, you know. But he's yeah, he's a world class player, going to be an
3: England regular, no question. So on, on to onto the something that probably ties in with that is the transfer room. Is um, the mirror who I've mentioned there will probably start to sell John Stones as soon as May the twenty fourth is over, no question. And. Uh, I think it's June the 1st, isn't it, when the transfer window yeah. opens, so the, fortunately there isn't an international competition this summer, No, um, because if he went away and done well, we've all seen what's happened before. It's in sort the of intensifies it, doesn't it, you know? Yeah. yeah, it just makes it even
2: harder for Everton. Not to test- the, the Mirror don't try and sell the likes of Harry Kane, for example, who go scored 30 goals for Tottenham this season, you never see him linked with other clubs, because, you know, it's not, you know
3: it's well, not fashionable if he'd played for Everton he would have been linked to about 10 clubs obviously. well let's be honest the gang of bastards at the aren't yeah. they've been trying to unsettle and sell out players Actually, for years the Baines thing, Fellaini, really. Baines yeah. who else Coleman I mean I've, I'm sick of the, Coleman he's been linked with a 27 million move or something to Chelsea I mean they'd be blind to pay that for to, <laughs> to be, be honest, I I is think worth think a lot of money Coleman is a it, good but player but I don't <laughs> think
2: I think Chelsea would be looking at better options than than. What about you know?
3: Slav Ivanovic? No, <laughs> <I swear. laughs> can we have him in the turn then? No, you know
2: he's a terrific player, isn't he? You know,
3: but this this is the thing. It'll it'll start. It started yeah. already. I'll, I'll read some out to you, Mark, and get. I want to get your thoughts on yeah. it. Garbutt to Bournemouth was one. That is the most <laughs> strangest transfer, room, unless he's got family down there, and you know he's
2: doing it he's going home, uh, that is one of the most weirdest transfer rumours ever. If we let a player like well, it's bad enough letting him go. but you know, to sort of give him, you know, no disrespect to Bournemouth, but uh, Luke Garber is, is an ex- extremely good player. He's got a lot really, if
3: you ask me. But it's a strange one, isn't, it's isn't it? It's the most weirdest transfer rumour I've ever heard. Well, it's like the links to Liverpool, isn't it? Yeah, I guess, I guess he, he won't go go to way. Liverpool to be honest, given what the rumours and, you know, I just machine. I just don't know what to believe, to be honest. But they are <coughs> the ones about going. Who's Coleman and got uh, Garbutt in the last week in yeah. terms of incoming players. Uh, we've been linked with Yannick Palazzi um, Joe, Joe Bryan who's a left back from Bristol City. Um, Tom Cleverley, obviously, Johnny Evans and Adnan Yanazai from United, yeah. um, and Virgil van Dijk from Celtic. There's also another one recently is Rafa Silva, who's meant to be a, some wonder kid who plays in Portugal for Braga. Um, I don't good. know much about I've seen, yeah. Van, I've seen Van Dijk play for Celtic and I know yeah. he was linked with the Premier League last summer um, in terms of Balassi, what do you make of him man? I absolutely love that fella I think I think he's everything you want in a winger he's
2: someone that would get you know like an Andy Johnson type signing you know when, when we made his little step up in class and got yeah. a good player in. Balassi would be a brilliant signing for me I think he's got you know he's he's got wonderful ability and he's got the ability to to to, to put teams on the back foot, they can never rest with a player like Ballack. Well, he's but done he it to us time and time again. Hasn't absolutely, he? I've seen him do it to the likes of Liverpool as well. In that three three, he was, you know, gets, I would absolutely love the likes of Ballack. He'd sign great player, great pace, and and I think he'd improve with better players around him. No but disrespect to Palace, I know they're
3: above us, but I think there's a better class of player at that's it. I don't think Everton would be the only ones interested no. apparently the rumours are like Newcastles your West Ham's you could the Stokes we, we all seem to be the same group of teams like whenever whenever we're in a in a link with someone we're always in a race with Stoke or Newcastle <laughs> or something Whenever are um, never
2: the top teams that's what's happening to Everton Football Club at the moment don't <laughs> Mark. we have to
3: I know but Bilassi, to be honest it doesn't surprise me is linked with a 15 million apparently who said you'd have to pay forty. I don't know what part he has been smoking like, but I don't 15 million. I've turned down 15 million. No, I, it doesn't surprise me, no, Mark, because if you have a good season in the Premier League, we've seen it with the, the plays Tottenham and Liverpool have bought over the past two, three yeah. seasons. If you have a good season in the Premier League, this, other, other clubs
2: will buy you. Liverpool have gone for flavour of the month, haven't they? They spent 40 million on the, the likes of.
3: Lovren and Lalana Exactly. really not done it Tottenham have done it as well haven't they? Yeah. You know, It's. let's be honest it's, it, it seems to be the norm And. but I, I, I've I. got to agree Mark I like Bellazio as a player yeah. other, other people have sort of dismissed it and said he's not good enough but, but you know people said that about Aaron Lennon as well well yeah you <laughs> I, know. It, it depends what happens with him doesn't it because he fits the bill for what I, we've been crying out for I would like Lennon to be the first signing to be honest with you I think he's the, the right kind of signing for I us completely agree yeah um, Tom
2: Cleverley again. I just think that's a nonsense though. I know he scored on Saturday, but, but you know, he's he's another sideways player. To me, there's nothing special there that we haven't already got. Mm. And I think he'd be blocking a, a youth player coming through, you know, because
3: is, can, can he really do something that someone in, in the under 21s can't? I don't think he can. We're just like packing that midfield, aren't we? Unless, unless he's preparing place. for life after, you know, Gareth Barry and Darren Gibson. I, I don't know. I mean, Barry's going to be there. Yeah. for at least another year or, or so but um, yes. what about further down the line Jan and Johnny Evans it's just again it's the United outcasts isn't it yeah Jan Azai feather duster
2: can't um, delivers uh, as much as can like, delivers investment promises Oof, I guess you, yeah, you had to mention I it, had to you? no I said it on Twitter the other day and I was proud of myself for coming up with that one <laughs> even though it's on me my hand 24-7 uh, no yeah, I just think I think we could... Yannisay, you know, looked good when he started, but he, he just doesn't... I don't know, he's going down a lot. He's, he doesn't seem to... Something's, something's hard, gone wrong,
3: hasn't it? Yeah, so he's gone off
2: the rails a little bit. I think we could do better than Yannisay. Sure. Uh, Johnny Evans after he's certainly a better alternative than, than Alcaraz and this time at centre-back. You know, after, I heard we were linked with Thomas Vermaughan as well from Barcelona and that would be a much better... Signing Domalans, uh, he hasn't played for Barcelona, has he with injury. But he's, he's got great experience, a class, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. On his day, yeah. But is
3: he another Alcaraz with his injury? Well, I just this don't is know, it. Do you? You know. You don't know if you're signing a Peter Reed or uh, yeah, Virgil <laughs> van Dijk. Van Virgil van Dijk might look great in the Scottish League, but can he can he make the step up to the Prem? I'm said he likes his shots on goal. I fella I've never seen this him it's it's, it's really, you no, know, he's
2: a class. He's a good player, like you say. Though the the difference in class between the SPL. And the Premier League is massive, isn't it? So it's whether he could make the step up. Very few players seem to do it. Only remember Barry Ferguson played for Blackburn when he, he was in you know, all class act
3: and he really struggled, didn't he? Let's be honest. Um, Tranmere could probably win the Scottish Premier League <laughs> wouldn't he? I think so. Um, so <laughs> what we said a part of that, Mark, we, on Twitter today was um, asking Everton yeah. fans whether. Three players they want to see leave at Everton. Now I'm sure Evertonians will all probably say, "Well, there's about seven players I'd want to see leave." Yes. But I asked the, the main three, and we also asked uh, what three players you'd like to to, to to arrive at Goodison Park in the summer. Yeah. This is realistically, um, so we're going to read some out, Mark. Do you want to yeah, start? I will. Uh, Matt Nolan. I suppose
2: he'd like to see Howard, this stand and Alkire go. I think most people would agree with that. And um, it's signed Lennon, Dalifo, a centre back, and two strikers. So he's, he's, he's kind not of, asking for much then he's, no. he's turned your three into a five there which you know probably sums up the feeling out there but yeah. Lennon and Dalfo, I don't know if them two would happen together
3: you yeah.
2: know? Uh, David Davis uh, wants to see Alcaraz McGeady and Coney go uh, and um, he's a bit vague on his, on his targets a uh, solid winger, competition partner for Lukaku and um, a, pro, a proven centre-back
3: well Everton Canada goes on to say there's a theme to this, really, because a lot of people are saying McGee, Di Alcaraz. Um, th- this time, Everton Canada has actually said McGee, Di Alcaraz, and Howard. Yeah. Um, Which is a I surprise. Wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with that, but there's probably another five I'd add to that. Yeah. Um, In Dillapo, Stephen Colker. He's a QPR, isn't he? Yeah. And David Marshall, the keeper. Um, Interesting one, Colker. I don't. I can't remember him doing we, doing much this season. We've he's been linked with him before yeah I think we were close to signing
2: him at one point
3: yeah Luke Fletcher says Hibbert out he wants Hibbert, Gibson and McGeady there'd be three other players probably ahead of Hibbert and Gibson if you ask me Yeah. Um, although I see his point I can see his point totally with Hibbert he actually goes on to say also out Al Karaz PR, and Kona, yeah. So there's about seven there, yeah. his name in Alderworld, Alderworld World, I'll just say that. It Toby Alderworld, Alderworld is he at Southampton yes from Ajax. I'm not even gonna try and say it again. once him <laughs> Charlie Austin and Aaron Lennon, um he's also said Are you I think that's the last that's the love from France. Yeah. Delafaux, and uh, two times ball playing centre backs again he's asking a lot there but there's a theme there the first four people have said Gerard Gerrard Yeah, don't get me wrong great quality I just can't see it happening and I think a lot of our fans need to just let it go there seems to be this lingering love affair with them and I think we can all dream of him. I'm guilty back. of looking back on the Delafoe era with a bit of rose tint to be honest because
2: when we see what we've had this season um I hasn't had a look in in Sevilla, though.
3: To be honest with you, he hasn't, I don't think he's played a lot. I can't. I, I can see him staying in Spain, no mark. I can't see him coming back here. Yeah. Um, Brown. He says Howard Tistan and Alcaraz. Yeah, as I say, I'm repeating a lot of these names here, but this is what the fans have said. Yeah. The ins would be Aaron Lennon, Virgil Van Dijk and Subotic. And Subotic. Neves, is he Dortmund. Yeah, he's over in Germany. He's a Croatian player, isn't he? Yeah. Um, do you want to carry on there, Andrew Goldrick, um out. Uh, she wants
2: to see McGee Alcaraz and Coney go again. Familiar uh, coming in. Balassi, Harry Arter, That's a, that's a strange one. He's certainly done well for Bournemouth last season at Championship level. Don't mm. know if he can make the step up. And Deeney Watford. Um, do you want me to read that last bit? This is not me. This is someone else. Oh, see camera as well. Deeney <laughs> yeah, can... is certainly you know. I think he missed out with Watford the last time they were in the. Premier League because he was injured all season and then he's done well at Championship level. But again, you know, is he the one who's
3: been in in No, in
2: jail. That was Marlon King. Is that what you're thinking of? Oh, I don't know. I'm sure he could have been. For all I know, he um, um, no you're banging in the bad. goals. Anyway, I can't he? say he looks the type. That's just wrong. Um, <laughs> he's a, he might be a nice fella. He's <laughs> <laughs> banging in the goals though, isn't he? Yes, he is. I think he, he's you know he's a really good the uh, Championship striker. Thomas Regan uh, wants to see Barry Destant and go and he wants to see Delafoe De again. You know, it's what the fans want. Lennon and uh, another centre midfield player, uh, defensive midfield player coming in. There's
3: a theme to it though, isn't it I remember when we signed Aaron Lennon, everyone was like, he's not this good is, enough, he's shit, he's this. But now yeah. he's the first name that everyone wants to see signed It says everything
2: about the impact. Speaks
3: volumes, Mark, doesn't yeah. it? Jimmy Keogh um, has said Alcaraz, Kone, and McGeady if those three players listen to this podcast they'll be suicidal <laughs> um, and then he wants to see Virgil van Dijk Dilafo and Charlie Austin now Charlie Austin's getting a mention there again scored goals hasn't he for QPR again that would be a good signing is he someone yeah. we need who, who would compliment the likes of Lukaku and uh, and a British ta- talented striker, you know. Yeah. Who's got goals for a poor side, let's be honest. He's, he certainly knows where the
2: goal is, Austin. Yeah, he yeah. wouldn't be a bad sign. And to me, it's like, I prefer, I'm not, I think though he's after Liverpool,
3: Danny Ings would be, I think, a better player for Lukaku to play alongside. So, Pete Buckley goes on to say Hibbert, McGeady and Coney. The Inns is a couple of new names. Ryan Shawcross has been linked with him time and time again. Yeah. gilfie Sigurdsson from Swansea. No, no, nine, like, no problem with that. Brilliant, but no chance of getting him now. And Charlie Austin gets a mention again. Um, Austin's getting really, you know, a, a big mention there, isn't
2: he? Carl yeah. Thomas wants, you know, just a stuck record this time. Alcaraz and Coney, I'm not saying Carl's a stuck record, we are. Um, and then you want to see Lennon, Austin, and Van Dyke
3: come in. It's almost like some of our fans are being a. Uh, Scouts in the Scottish league Watching Virgin Vardy Yeah I think uh, It must have been The other the other game I don't know He, he looked alright For
2: Celtic against Dundee But you know yeah. It's Dundee um, <laughs> Robert Clark Wants to see Coney Destan and McGeady go And he'd like to see Ings Van Dijk And Chikorito Now that would be and Anders, yeah. I think maybe Real Madrid Would be interested In keeping him The way he's scoring uh, For Madrid at the moment
3: well, he, he's he's obviously outcast at United, isn't he? Yeah, we we signed Man United outcast, so that might be a <laughs> plausible the one. Bill. Yeah, pal, EFC on Twitter says Alcaraz, Howard, and Pina. No, that's the first time Pina's had to mention, I think. I think um, yeah, you got to mention in the sort of after banners before the, yeah. the seven yeah in. Lennon, Benteke and a new pair of legs for Dallin Gibson. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got I think the new pair of legs for Gibson are more realistic than Benteke. Yeah, you're not getting Benteke. No. I'd be very surprised if uh, Benteke didn't go to Arsenal, yeah. Liverpool or Spurs. Yeah. Um, Josh Kellett, who is Evertonian, based out in Australia. Yeah. He says, uh, out Alcaraz, McGee, and Gibson... Um, we'll put Alcaraz and McGeady on a flight out to Australia Josh <laughs> if that's alright I'm not sure Josh would be happy to see them no <laughs> in Aaron Lennon again Dilafo and Charlie Austin so there's, there's, there's very much a trend to all of them isn't very there? much for every Alcaraz there's a Charlie Austin I would say or you know a you know, Dilafo Virgil I mean, van
2: Dijk yeah what the type of players we we sort of maybe need as a club though you know we do need more competition for Lukaku people fans always want pace, don't they you know yeah. I, I'm a big you know, think that we, we need more pace in the team. Definitely. What
3: well, have you got, uh, Ken Wright's fax number, Mark? Because I'll send this <laughs> over now. And uh, what we'll do is we'll break it down into installments. So what we'll do is we'll give Delphoe eighteen million I'm, over eighty years. Phil
2: hasn't been speaking to me lately, but hasn't I'll he? certainly Isn't try. he's not that.
3: answering your love letters. No, now. I'll,
2: I'll, I'll try and smooth them over with that. I can't see it working.
3: Is his nephew still pretending to be his nephew on
2: Twitter? <laughs> he is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean there's nothing worse than a parody
3: who takes himself seriously no but as I said we're not going to go there no um, but these are, these are obviously I think a lot of them are realistic targets why, why wouldn't they be um, I think yeah. the for one I, I, I don't know I think people are just sort of being a bit sentimental with that realism I think we're looking at the likes of Virgil van Dyke, maybe from Celtic Yeah, um, Charlie, Austin. Charlie Austin maybe you pay 10 million for Charlie Austin well, I think now, he's look for all the world like, they're going to go down now don't they Aaron yeah. so Ar- Ar- Lennon the, the, be, uh,
2: the way he's playing be no surprise I'm that really please like you say I was made up when we signed him but there was a lot of negativity he's got no end product and all that and I think he's won over the fans with his performances
3: hasn't he definitely but um, just on that it, 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 obviously that's in an ideal situation we've probably got our own thoughts on the summer head mark yeah um, but Martin has been talking up Tony about saying he could have a massive role to play in the future Aidan McGeady is, uh, he's, he's found himself yeah I don't know where he's found himself, but um, he's hinting at new contract... Well, to be fair, this was a while ago and he certainly mentioned about contract talks with Distan and Alcaraz. Yeah. I think it'd be ludicrous to give them new deals. Well, um, I, I, I'd liked. be very surprised if Aidan McGee was still at the club this time in a, in a year. Um, I think he should just... He should move on, McGee. It's not going to work out. It's the same with uh, Aruna Kone. I just think it's not going to work out. Yeah, Tony, bit. yeah, I, I, I fully expect him to stay... But as and a coach, on and, yeah, you know, a bit part. He's still he, like the like the likes of uh, Peana. Yeah, it has been getting more injuries, hasn't he? I
0: uh-huh. agree.
3: Um, and one thing with Peanut is he, Martin. I was quite worried when I read it. To be honest, he said, "Oh, because he came back didn't he?" For for that sixty minutes against Swansea, and he's gone missing since. And he's he's talked about being close to retirement, but his team his teammates talked him out of it. And it's it's terrible, really, if you think about it, isn't it? We think
2: this. I think there's been huge issues with being asked fitness, hasn't there? All season, and he has been given that made of glass feeling lately, hasn't he? You know, he was, you know, I think Swansea he back the, the he rolled back the clock a little bit, didn't he? It was a great display, but like you say, I just think. It's, it's like very much like Gibson now where is it worth keeping him on the payroll are we going to get that
3: much out of him next mm. season well um, on, on injuries there was also the news about Brian Oviedo uh, you know I keep Another one. we've got these players on the books I, I feel
2: like half um, you know, we just haven't seen him all season have we for me this is where the issue of Garber comes up at because I think Baines is clearly you know great player fantastic left back old down as one of our very best I think you know but he's clearly on his way down and Oviedo is not of beans, and I don't think he's of garbage standard anyway. So he's and he's he's currently suffering with injuries, you know, again going down with that. I just, that's why the garbage situation is ludicrous across to me because he's clearly the standout candidate for, for our left back. To me, to for me our there's, there's got to be an
3: underlying reason why yeah. something's not being done. But only time will tell. But yeah. you, you do forget you've got the likes of Gibson, Oviedo, Cone's had terrible injury problems. PNR's yeah. picking them up. Hibbert's getting them. It's it, Who are you going to stick with? Without, without signs, I'm quite cutthroat. Yeah. There's only so much support you can give these players. and right. Yeah, a lot of them are contracted in to Everton and, and Everton have to support them. But it, re- realistically, do we find ourselves in the same position with some of them in 12 months' time? Yeah. Darren Gibson gets fit for pre-season, but then he, you know, he, he pulls up injured in August, September, and, October yeah. and he's written off again for another six months. What... what, what you know, what do we do, Mark? It's you're right, they're taking up wage, space to aren't they? you
2: know, they're taking up wages that are sort of we could get to other players who we were going to do a job for us, you're right. He's, you know, feel really sorry for Gibson, He's you know, he's clearly a, good, a great player on his day, but he's, you know, he's, it, I don't know, his, his body's failing him right when he does not
3: need it to be. Definitely. Piena, you know, P- I think, has still got an awful lot to offer. Yeah. Gibson has, he showed that, didn't he, in, in the past couple of months when he was involved. Yeah. P I, I, think we miss him terribly. We do. And, um, I think we need to be more cut, like you say, up, We need
2: to be more ruthless in the summer. I think you know we're at a crossroads now. Uh, at least let, 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 don't carry on this malaise of keeping players who we're going to play six, seven games all
3: season. We need, we need a clear slate. I think more than ever. Well, Martinez is. He's talking about Hibbert and McGee. He also said he was very happy with Tim Howard, which he's not gonna come out and say he's unhappy with Tim Howard No. But these are the things, Mark. To me, Tim Howard, Aidan McGee, Tony Hibbert, they'd be three names who I'd be looking to sort of get rid of. Yeah. Maybe, you know, I'm not saying there'd be teams queuing up to sign them, but Hibbert, yeah, you maybe'd want to stay on as a coach. But look looking down yeah. the line, Distant, Alcaraz, um, you know, Aruna Coney, who else? You know. Christian had I mean, to. I mean, what the hell's happened to him? Where's he gone? You'd like to say we can have a shutout of six, seven players and sign Garbos up to a new deal, tie John Stones down to a new yeah. deal and bring in players around them, but it, this is Everton we're talking about. And what's what happened is, I'm not getting into anything,
2: but the, the sort of lack of investment over the years in the squad has meant a complete over-reliance on these players. You know, I think, the, to to say, you know, for me the likes of Osmond and it's not a popular view I know that but you know a lot of people think he should have maybe been told six years ago you know and we're still looking at the possibility of going into the 2015-16 season with him in the team it's you know this should have been done gradually but now it looks like we need a complete overhaul because we've got I don't know, more Deadwood than a not locked cabin resorts. I'm just <laughs> mad what's going on there. <laughs> yeah. Just there. It um, does look like the revolving door is needed, but this should have been done
3: gradually. But not, then again, not, yeah, that's know. it. So even if you do have an overhaul, you bring new players in, fresh blood. Yeah. It might take them 18 months to settle. So you'd have another season, that's another write-off. So I, would, I completely yeah. agree, Mark. It should be done as a transition. You know, I don't know. I'd have seen a season, another season of nothing, If it,
2: if I knew that... We were going in the right direction, you know. We yeah. had players in, we could build a team around, but now you look around, it's just like our job men are coming in and doing a bit and then going out. And then it's like there's no... You're picking up 40 grand a week. Picking up 40, 50 grand a week in some places. yeah. It's just, there's no dynamic, there's no dynamism in the, you know, in the squad. We need we need a swill of water to the face, if I can think, I can think of a better analogy
3: than that. Like you after uh, Aston Villa. Yes, I need an t- hangover. I think I needed a slap after the Villa game. I was a bit of a. I think the players <laughs> needed a slap after the Villa
0: game.
3: <laughs> yeah. well, there's a couple of other things, Mark. Um, yeah. Obviously, a few. Any other business pointers? Um, this is last, but not by no means least. Um, no. So Philip Carter passed away recently. Yeah. Obviously, the United game. If we would have talked after that, we, we would have mentioned it straight away because we had the minute silence for that. Yeah. Um, which was probably rudely interrupted by a few. I think it was United fans on the concourse who maybe didn't realise I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. maybe doing them a favour by saying that I could be wrong because I generous. don't sit in the park end yet. Yeah, but anyway no. they're irrelevant to, to Philip Carter um, obviously he was massive to Everton Football Club he yeah. was the current life president and former chairman and he died at 87 after a short illness uh, very sad Mark Incredible. yeah really sad you know he's the chairman when we had our greatest ever
2: team he was you know, it's a team effort, isn't it? Really, from from top to bottom. When when these teams get put together, and he was part of, you know, arguably our greatest ever period as a as a club. You know, really sad. He was obviously you know devoted to Evan Football Club, really passionate about the club. Really, you know, kept up appearances, didn't he? And you know, it's really sad to, to to hear about that. And you know, thoughts go well out to his family, certainly.
3: Definitely, well, condolences to his family from us. Yeah, I think it it, it speaks volumes the way the players, the former players, the staff the manager all spoke about yeah. Philip Carter and people the people of Liverpool in general um, absolutely well, it should show how highly regarded he was and a, tru- a truly um, a man who was very much Everton an iconic like, like, Everton yeah. man really wasn't he you know yeah and we, we do have icons and yeah. he, he was definitely one of them it, to me it's like your Bones and your Hicksons it's men who you associate with the club yeah obviously they're the former players as well yeah yeah it, um, it was sad, but I think uh, the performance against Manchester United done him justice and uh, he would have been proud of it. He, is, uh, he would have been cheering. Absolutely. Another thing um, just about the history of Everton as well is um, on this day, Mark, 1928. Yeah. I only read this today and I thought we've got include it included. Yeah, this is fascinating. Dixie Dean scored the 60th goal on May the 5th, 1928. I wasn't there personally. No. Um, but I do know someone who was. And I just wanted to mention my granddad, Pat, who unfortunately, when I spoke to him about this, I, I didn't even know what a podcast was. Otherwise, <laughs> I would have loved to have record, uh, played the conversation I had. Funny enough, he lived in Roncorn, um, and obviously, he died a couple of years ago now. But I always class him as the biggest Evertonian I'll ever know. And whenever yeah. I saw him, even when he was on his deathbed, he was laughing at Liverpool because he'd sat Kenny Dog Leash and things like that will always <laughs> stick with me but he, he he sat and I sat in his home one afternoon and I made notes of which I've got somewhere I did write an article about it where he he reeled off the FA Cup winning side against Sheffield Wednesday 1933 was that Mark? It was You were around well, arm then wasn't uh, Sheffield it? Wednesday was 66 Is that when you were born? Yeah? I, was, yeah, yeah. I was 66 <laughs> I was moaning back then <laughs> <laughs> uh, but these are the things obviously my granddad was was a, a lad back then. He was he was a man, but uh, when Dixie Dean scored his 60th goal, 1928, he was he was obviously much younger, but he was there at Goodison Park on that afternoon, and he, he described the feeling. I can only imagine what it was like at Goodison Park in them days. But reading about it just it makes the hairs on your neck stand up, doesn't it, Mark? It does.
2: Yeah, I mean you know these are the moments that sort of define our football club, Andy. You know I remember my grandfather, that that was the year he was born so he didn't you know he he didn't see he didn't see Dixie but he he, he, you know it's just moments like that you know 60 league goals in a season that's never ever going to be beaten and that's you know that's why with such moments like that and players like Dixie Dean you know why Everton football club is, is you know should be one of the world's biggest clubs you know it's just it's just hitting we're not now been to Dixie Dean's pub in Chester he's still, it's still, it's
3: still but Yeah. he's not there but he's <laughs> I mean, well if he
0: was we you know,
3: send the scouts down and get him yeah, back because
2: we can do with someone like that but, but you, sorry yeah. my, no it's ok I was just saying you know it starts with it starts with sort of Ted Sagar and Dean and and, and them sort of type of players doesn't it you know and, and yeah. that's how you know, we come to support the team that we that we do.
3: Well that's what my granddad was another he mentioned Ted Sager yeah. on numerous occasions. There was there was his, the players who we used to mention and he, my granddad used to have his pipe and his and his whiskey and he'd sit there for hours talking about Everton and I used to meet him. Yeah. and we used to watch the modern day Everton and from what I see now to what he saw as a boy it's just unimaginable really and that today was nice that we can actually mention that Absolutely. it's really relevant and it's the anniversary. We've, we've had a lot of anniversaries of recent things, haven't we?
2: We have, and, and to be honest, a lot of them are tending to now to really hurt a little bit, to be honest, more than, there's no pride attached to them anymore. There's a, you know, I, I do honestly feel there's a growing sense of, of, of frustration and, and pain now of what's going on. You know, I've said it before, you're nothing without hope and I don't, I really think Everton needs to get back to being in a position where where the fans can hope one day we can get back because, like you say, it's driving everybody insane the sort of non-entity-ness of what's going cent- on. Yeah, it. it's all sentiment and yeah. The, the twenty-eight, you know, we won. Sorry, we won the league uh, twenty-eight years ago. I think wasn't it the other day? And, and obviously, it's coming up to the 28 anniversary to the last silverware. Yeah, and that's the big one. Yeah, that's that's any trophy. That's not just the league. That's you know any trophies. It's frightening to think nineteen-year-old know, lads have never seen Everton win anything
3: it's scary really you know, and we, it as is. much as we can talk about old times and um, memories it's like when are we going to create memories again So that yes, am, I, am I always going to be reliving a, a night when we got beat on penalties by Fiorentina
2: yeah Well, I look back on my son and I, I'm going to have to think you know I have to think really hard about when we beat United 1-0 in the cup I was 15 you know it was, didn't, I just thought well, when we won the game, I thought, oh, there'll be more of this. We'll win the league next season. We'll sign we'll sign Chloe Moore and that'll be it. And yeah. <laughs> you know, the likes of that. But it was, um, you just took it totally for granted. Had I known, I was probably eating the television that day. Had I known what was going to come in the next 20 years. You know, it's, it's it's, just, you just want that hope that one day we'll get back there. And, and that's what, you know, is the underlying frustration, I think, with Evertonians. We just,
3: you know, it's just... Doing nothing, and there's nothing you don't want it. You don't want a, a summer where the manager's talking up, um, washed up professionals no. because he thinks they're really they've no. got tremendous character around Finch Farm. You don't want a season where a couple of players depart, a couple of half player no. players. You like seeing Morales's, you know, yeah. people sniffing around Stones, McCarthy, Barkley, Lukaku for that matter, yeah. You don't. It's it's like where are we going to go? We're just going to keep finding ourselves in this position. And even if we have a better season next season and we go for sixth and fifth, when are we ever going to reach for the top? And obviously, the Sky Big Four, well, say Big Six, yeah, have a, a massive part to play in that now and the rest of the league. But um, we, we've just always been. Be, be, Got at used to be sort of punching above our weight, haven't we, in the past few years? And which
2: you know, given our history, and I know we shouldn't use. Well, we should actually. History is a very good argument for, for wanting to, to for, for better in the future. But it's just now saving as a bit of a pain. It it it's starting to cut a little bit deep. All yeah. these anniversaries because they haven't happened hardly in my lifetime. Yeah. You know, I don't want my son and likewise. You know, for everyone's kids out there, that you want to grow up as Evertonians. You know you want you, you want to have nights where you think oh what was that like dad the way i asked my uncle about
3: bayern munich i want my lad to ask me about what was it like when we beat you know yeah. you know it's like we want to make history again <coughs> yeah um, and obviously the things going on off the pitch are very much a hot topic at the moment mark but we're yeah. going to speak again about that in the next couple of weeks well. um we've covered an awful lot there the other thing about um, modern-day football as well is uh, the player we should mention that Everton are actually subsidising the West Ham ticket places. Fantastic touch from the players, definitely. So, you know, why would a get club club, stuff like that? Yeah, and I think there's a lot going on with that at the moment, Mark. Yeah. Um, we're n- nowhere near experts, we're not involved in any sort of protest groups, but no. fair play to um, the likes of the Blue Union, um, yeah. the FSF, um, the Spirit of Shankly the 20s yeah. plenty campaign, there's a lot going on, there seems to be an awful lot and people are a little bit naive and they say, well, you know, you've bought your ticket so the club are getting the money anyway but it, that's yeah. that, But that's just half of the problem. It's, it's looking at a televised game where there's hardly any bums in that away end or in yeah. that home end and the media um, sort of attention, the Newcastle game, Got against Spurs, the Liverpool yeah. game. Got against Hull. I, I, I completely, I, I, I admire I, anyone for doing that. Absolutely. And I, and it's, it's standing up oh. for what the, for for what they're proud of. 55. Some people aren't asked about it, and they'll say, if I, if I can afford to go to the match, I'll go. But yeah. for, uh, they're doing it for the greater good of the game and sort of bringing the, 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 um, the, the field, the personal yeah people feel back to football you know what right.
2: I mean well the way a man's getting forced out isn't he you know if a fella's got two kids and he's trying to get looking at 200 quid now minimum you know not, not everyone has that amount of money to go to the match with so it becomes you know you want to go to the match it's your passion you know it's exactly what saying, my passion but I can't afford to go you know as much as I'd like to because it takes up an awful lot of your money You know, just going to one game. So it's like, you know, certainly when you you walk out of Villa and you think, what is the point? I've spent an absolute fortune here today. I know that's nothing to do with with that, but it's like, I just think the football, you know, with the the TV money, they should use it to get this sort of atmosphere back. And I think that's got a lot to do with working men and, you know, attitudes and stuff, getting forced out the ground Mm -hmm. and other people forced, you know, coming in.
3: It's like like corporate and commercialised, isn't it? And just... Absolutely. There's no... You, you take away. I think away. you're losing some passion from the stands yeah. by, by raising the prices of these ticket times. Even, you think even delete... something the other day, like the police are going to uh, breathalise football fans going into grounds and that. And I thought, I know it might sound like everyone's alcoholics who go to Goodison, but I mean, the police would have, have a field day there. But you well, know, they know, everyone likes to drink. If, ever, if, like, if, to if it means Everton, Raw, Everton on to beat Manchester United 3 0 because everyone's had an extra pint, no one's causing trouble. They're going to support their team and. Alcohol yeah. will always be part of that to, to a lot of people. But I, I completely agree, Matt. On that West Ham, for example, if you, if you pay 55 quid, and I think the, the, the kids' tickets are about 35. Yeah. That's like 120, 130, plus your petrol money, plus your coach money or whatever, however that you're getting of, down there And food while you're down there. Your hot dogs yeah. for £7.80 seven, £7. 80 or something that you, you wouldn't feed from to a dog. Which quid. Yeah, so yeah, there's two-ton before you've even got going, right? Yeah. But it, if you're seeing that and, and you're seeing the Premier League giving your club the most ridiculous amount of money ever Yeah, and then you're getting performances like whatever Everton put in on Saturday no wonder fans are getting disgruntled and it's not just Everton it's no. fans of Liverpool I um, agree. it's fans of other clubs that are up there um, you know there's been reciprocal agreements with ticket prices Man- Manchester City for example yeah. people are not happy and we could sit here and probably talk for hours about it Mark but we need to get more people who are involved I agree. in it on our podcast I to highlight it I
2: agree, Mark. I think, you know, you have to look at society. I'm not getting into this, you know, with the general action few days, but but there's food. People are going to food banks. You know, this is what's going on in Britain today. So I think the Premier League just needs to take quite a simple view here that the country isn't doing as well as it ought to and, and, you know, bring prices down. So, So people... You know who are on low income
3: can still go to the match exactly because people who are on <coughs> people who are working are going to the likes of food banks and without yeah. sounding like we're going into no. question time here exactly. If you see a business that's just just booming and booming, but you but then there's, there's arguments people always say, Well, you'll always get fans paying and you will, like yeah. with some other clubs, they're more of a brand than Everton, so they will, but yeah. I don't know, I, I just think it's, it's definitely worth a mention here and very relevant because Everton is subsidising the ticket prices and for I West Ham. I think Dan. credit where it's due, that's and a great touch. They do deserve praise, yeah, and yeah. We're, you know, we're quick to slate Everton. To be no. fair, we're quick to, quick to praise them when they've done well and yeah. um, off the pitch in the community and that we have done, Mark. But, but They do this sort of thing really good, Everton, but you yeah. can't take that away from them, absolutely. So let's, let's end on a positive day, You know, they're stepping in and doing something which is a negative because... Yeah, it, shouldn't have to step in because no. of the ridiculous the prices, prices. Should be down already. It is. It is a good thing. Absolutely. Um, but just to finish, there's another thing going on this Friday which is very relevant. And I said to Tony, "Would uh, give this a shout out. I'm going. You're going, Mark. Yeah. And it's going to be a great Everton night this Friday at the Halton Royal Legion um, in Runcorn. Well, it's classed as Halton, I think. Tickets are thirty-five pounds, and you can get them via Tony Muddle on Twitter. Uh, it's at Muddle Tony. Um, the likes of Howard Kendall, Mark Ward, Tony Cotty, Bob Latchford, Neville Southall are going to be in attendance for the Everton Blue Heroes. Like are you looking forward to that, Mark? Really looking forward
2: to it. Stop, I don't do my usual star-struck face whenever I see someone who I, who I used to idolise on the pitch or not. You know, but, uh, yeah, what if Ken
3: right comes out on stage <laughs> <laughs> you shit yourself <laughs> I'll just put a hashtag in front of his face and that'll, that'll, if know, Ken Wright's coming out they'll, they'll put them tickets up to 40 quid <laughs> um, but anyway yeah, we thought we'd give it a mention um, because yeah, we're both going go there's still tickets available and as I say they've got comedians, a Buffy, Raffles they're always a brilliant night with there with Tony down at the Legion so if we go on, we'll see you there. We might even do a podcast live, if, if, if it's not too noisy. Absolutely. <laughs> Look forward to it. But it'd be nice, again, we're talking about old memories here, we'll be doing plenty of that on Friday night, but hopefully in a few years' time we can have a, a bit of history ourselves, yeah. you know what I mean, and we, we've, got, we've got something to, to celebrate Definitely. in the, in the modern day era. Hopefully, man, that's what we've got to strive for as a club. Definitely. So. Okay, Mark, well we've got Sunderland on Saturday, we haven't spoke a little bit about them. Uh, we've probably gone on long enough to be honest we're not even going to preview that game here are we no let's just hope we beat them and finish in the top 10 I think yeah Sunderland are going to want to, we'll probably have a
2: lot of chances on the counter to hit them so yeah I can see having, having enough to beat Sunderland they're not the you know the best team in the league are they
3: yeah
2: I mean no no disrespect to Sunderland that sounded we're, incredibly
3: vague like I have no idea what, what to say I no, think we'll beat Sunderland we're, we're, <laughs> no disrespect to them but we've, we've gone on long enough here without yeah. talking about them as well but um. Yeah, they're up next. Then we've got West Ham and Spurs. So, still a little bit to play for, but I think. After, after what happens on Saturday we just can't wait to get over the line now no we'll all be great when there's no football to stress or worry over start growing <laughs> a few more hairs yeah maybe Roberto we'll have to just for men and come back with a full head of hair like Paddy in Phoenix Knights
0: <laughs> it is it's gone
3: like him isn't? yeah that would be great I think he needs another comb to be honest if he had that hair <laughs> anyway it been good to speak to you Mark and you Mark thanks and, uh, we'll catch up again soon thanks for listening everyone bye now bye bye